this morning once again we are seated gathered at your feet to hear from you this morning speak to our hearts speak to our spirits in a language we can understand and let your word build us up and give us our inheritance in you and cause us to possess that which belongs to us we give you the glory and we give you the praise in jesus precious name hallelujah please take your seats this morning Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, not my fault by reason of divine placement. I happen to be privileged to be the first person to see our father in the house back. So you are just seeing him this morning. Hallelujah. It's good to have him back. Praise the Lord. Amen. You're welcome, sir. Praise the Lord. Over the last weekend, Saturday, Sunday, we talked about the necessity of identification. And we did say that God was the first person to identify with mankind. At the time when we least deserved it, God chose to identify himself with us. And he so identified himself with us that he died for us. Hallelujah. And that God expects us to go all the way with him. He expects us to be fully identified with him. That means embracing both the reproach of the cross as well as the glory. Because we cannot have the glory of the cross without first of all embracing the reproach of the cross. Hallelujah. You cannot have without the other. If you you want the glory, you must be ready to embrace the reproach as well. It says, let us go out without the camp, bearing his reproach with him. And he said to us, he said, if we died with him, then we know we will live with him. And if we are patient enough, we endure, then we shall also reign with him. And everything that God expects us to do in his kingdom in order to enjoy the fullness of his glory God has given us whatever it is is required for us to do that. Hallelujah. The Lord be praised. And then on Sunday, we looked at some identification indicators. And we talked about a number of things that help us to know or to measure our identification with him. Now, when we, our response to his word, our response to his instructions our response to kingdom service, our commitment to his cause. Those are some of the things that we looked at. And then we talked about the element of trust. And that is one element, one of the issues I want to emphasize this morning in a short while to talk about the element of trust. Hallelujah. As we prepare to celebrate Easter, commemorating God's great demonstration of his love for us is great show of of empathy with mankind that brought him to lay down his life. I want to tell us this morning that we can dare to trust him. So I'm talking briefly this morning on what I have titled dare to trust him. Hallelujah. Dare to trust him. Our father has been taking us through a series of teachings concerning 
the truth about our deliverance and repositioning in the kingdom. I want us to understand this morning that God expects us to walk with him based on trust. God wants us to trust him enough with our lives and walk with him based on that trust and build that trust relationship with him believing him for who he says he is, believing him for what he says he can do, taking him at his word, and knowing that we are safe and secure with him. Hallelujah. Now, as human beings, those of us who are married, or even those who are not married, if you are in a relationship, if your partner, you know, kind of accuses you or suspects or alleges that you are being unfaithful and you say I am not being unfaithful to you I am truthful to you you know that what really gets to you what hurts you is not the fact that your partner has accused you but the fact that your partner does not trust you that is what is really painful do you agree with me that is more painful than the accusation. It's not the accusation in itself. It says, oh, you have been unfaithful to me. You are seeing somebody else. And you say, no, I am not. And it says, you are. I say, no, I am not. And then the person goes on. The fact that he does not express or she does not express trust in you is what really pains you than the accusation in itself. Hallelujah. Particularly when you indeed are not being unfaithful. Praise the Lord. And that is how it is with God. Anytime we choose to do things our own way and we choose to go our own way, anytime that we commit issues to him and we still hold on to the tail of the issue, we are telling him that we do not trust him enough to handle the matter. And so those are the things that really hurt the heart of God. When after doing all that he has done to show to us, to prove to us that we can rely on him, we can depend on him, we can trust him with our very destinies. God has, what more will, Christ, will God have to do? I mean, he has done all that he needs to do. He has given his best to us. He has given his son for us. He killed his one son, allowed him to go through that kind of terrible and humiliating death just to show us that he loves us just to show us that he cares so much for us, to show us that we can trust him with our lives. And so when we do not express that trust in him, God is not happy because he has done, he has gone to such lengths to show us that we can indeed depend on him. Hallelujah. I want to tell us this morning, that God is indeed dependable. God is indeed trustworthy. You can rely on this God. You can throw your weight on him. You can just hand over your issues to him and go to sleep and know that he will take care of it. It says without faith it is impossible for us to please God. Without faith. It is impossible. And you know, it is difficult to express faith when trust is absent. 
the more trust you have in a person, the greater faith you are able to express in that person. So that even when the person does things that you know may not seem to go down well with you at that time, you are able to sit down and look and say, okay, this person, I have faith in this person. He will not go out of his way to unsettle me. So if this such and such a thing has happened, then there must be a good reason for it to have happened. Otherwise, maybe the person is not fully conscious of what he has done. Hallelujah. Sometimes we step on each other's toes. And I have learned to deal with issues like that. And some of the times I discovered that by the time I analyze issues like that, I, I now cannot really understand why I got angry in the first place. Because, you know, I just tell her, ah, but would this person really go out of his way? You know, this is my husband. He loves me. Will he go out of his way to make me uncomfortable? No. You know, this is my child. This is my daughter. She lo- will she go out of her way to just make life? Did she just wake up and say, I will make life unbearable for mommy today? No. So if she has stepped out of line, then it is an error that needs to be pointed out in love, corrected, and then we go on. Hallelujah. So when we have that kind of confidence in God, we have that kind of trust in God, God is excited and he is free to operate in our lives in the way that he wants to. Where trust is absent, God is not able to operate in the manner in which we would want to operate. We limit God when we don't trust him. Hallelujah. Now, having said so much, let's look at what do we mean by trust? When we talk about trust, what do we really mean by the word trust? What does it mean to trust? We cannot give, you know, any exhaustive definition of the word trust. But we can give us a very solid idea of what it means to trust. To trust means to have unflinching, unshakable confidence unflinching, unshakable confidence. That even in the face of contrary circumstances, you know that this person is there for you. That come rain, come shine, the person is there for you. He is not going to give you up to the enemy. He's not going to expose you to the ridicule and the mockery of the people outside. Come rain, come shine. He's there. That confidence, that assurance that this person is for me. Hallelujah. And so he said, if God be for us, who can be against us? That was the trust that Apostle Paul was expressing in that God. That if God is indeed for us, then we have that assurance, we have that confidence that nothing and no one can be against us. For with him we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Trust also means total reliance and absolute dependence. Total reliance and absolute dependence. In this case, on God. Hallelujah. Total reliance. Total reliance. You do not go, you know, lean on him 
an attempt to balance yourself. No. You do not go depending on him and still hanging your hand out somewhere. And then, you know, you rationalize. You say, ah, a bird in hand is what's doing in the bush. God doesn't understand that. If you are holding on to him, then hold on to him. Hallelujah. He said, woe is the one who makes the arm of flesh his own strength. He said, even when blessing comes, even when good comes, you will not see it. But the man who depends on God, who trusts in God, who makes God his absolute confidence and strength, he says, such a person is blessed indeed. He's blessed in all his ways. He will not even know drought. He doesn't understand what dry season is. He is fruitful all through the year. Whether it rains or it does not rain. Such a person is standing strong, established. It doesn't matter what things are happening around him. Such a person is not at all perturbed. Because he is living in a different environment from what is going on around him. That was the experience of Isaac. In the midst of famine. When people didn't even have anything to eat, talk less of sowing. The ground was so dry and hard that nothing committed to eat could, you know, produce. But the confidence and the trust, his response to the word of God based on his connection with God, his identification with God, made him to launch out, to dare to commit his seed, precious seed to the ground. And the Bible said, in the same year, he had a hundredfold harvest. Hallelujah. And he so grew and so multiplied and was so prospered that a whole nation began to envy him. Hallelujah. Today I came with my Amplified Bible because that is what, where we're going to read the scriptures from and we're going to see in very clear terms what God actually expects of us. Hallelujah. To trust also means to have unquestionable loyalty. When you trust God, then you are absolutely loyal to him. When you trust a person, you are loyal to that person because your trust is an expression of your faith in that person. It's an expression of your confidence. And so, you are absolutely loyal to that person. You want to keep that relationship. You want to make sure that you do the things that are pleasing to the person. You want to you know, uphold the integrity and the honor of that person. So if we trust God, then we are absolutely loyal to him. And that makes us commit ourselves to upholding the integrity and the honor of our God in everything that we do. So you will find yourself then thinking first about God in everything you do. Before you take any decision, you think about how your decision is going to affect the kingdom of God. Before you take a step, you think about how God is going to feel about the step you are taking. Before you utter a word, you think about what you are saying. If it is going to give glory to God or not. Hallelujah. 
So when we trust him, then we become absolutely loyal to him, unquestionable loyalty. We depend on him, we rely on him, we take him at his word, and we relate on him based on that strong trust that we are building with him. Trust also means undying faith. Trust means intimacy with God. The more you trust a person, the more intimate you become with the person. Trust means total identification with God. It means complete or perfect agreement. Hallelujah. There's no room for doubt. Even when you don't understand what is going on around you, even when you don't understand what God is really up to, even when it is not clear to you the direction he seems to be going, you still trust him. Hallelujah. And that was why David said, one day in the courts of God is better than thousands, you know, years or days or anything with the enemy. Amen. It's trust. That you know that you know that even when it looks as if you are going into the fire, you know that he has gone ahead of you into the fire. That was what the three Hebrew brothers expressed. Even if we have to burn, we are not careful to answer you, O Nebuchadnezzar. We want to let you know that we would rather burn than to bow to your image. Our God will deliver us. An expression of trust. Even if he does not deliver us, we are ready to burn. But we know him. Hallelujah. So that brings me to a very vital aspect, dimension of trust. Trust thrives on knowledge. It thrives on knowledge. Now, before I go further into that, I want us... I want to read us a scripture. I want to read Proverbs chapter 3. I said earlier on that God's desire is to have his children enter into a trust relationship with him. A relationship based on the trust we have for him. Not doubting him. Not questioning his moves. Just knowing that he means good for us and he will do us good no matter what. The Bible said in Proverbs 31 concerning the, 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 the virtuous woman, it said, the heart of her husband doth safely trust her. He knows that she will do him good all the days of his life and not evil. That is exactly what God expects of us. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3, 4, from, I read from verse 5. For our time. It says, Lean on, trust in, and be confident, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. In all your ways. So when we trust God, we trust him all the way. Absolutely. Don't trust him in one aspect of your life and then try to handle the other. No. 
if you are you trust him with your health if you trust him that when you are sick he can, he can heal you then trust him also that when you are in need of money he can give you money that you won't have to go look for it your own way hallelujah if you trust him about your finances then trust him about what you will eat and what you will wear That he won't allow you to get to the point where he said, God won't allow you to get to that point. Hallelujah. Because his dignity is, is at stake. His integrity is at stake. We are the reflection of his glory here. The express image of his, or, you know, brightness of his image. It matters to God how we are and, you know, the state in which we are per time. It matters to God. How we appear to the world per time, it matters to God. God is more concerned about our welfare than we are about it ourselves. He has more at stake than we have. I was listening to the betting of somebody yesterday and one of the, the, his officers, he was begin, becoming too argumentative. One of his officers told him, he said, bros, you have more at stake. The person asking you questions is from opposition. He doesn't have anything at stake. You have more at stake than this person asking you this question. So organize yourself. God has more at stake than we have. His integrity is at stake. Everything about him you know, that makes him God, it's at stake if he should just leave us to just languish and wallow like that. Living life anyhowly, suffering any kind of affliction. God's name is at stake. Hallelujah. So he will not allow that to happen. And that is what should give us that confidence. And trust knowing that God will not abandon us. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So he does not want us to rely on our insight, on our understanding because they are limited. Very, very limited. Extremely limited. How much do we know? How far can we see? How far can our legs and our hands take us? Very limited. But here is this God who cannot be limited by anything. And he says, just hang on to me, rely on me, depend on me, and then I will do the things you cannot do. Hallelujah. I will take you to the places you cannot reach. My eyes can see where your own eyes cannot see. My hands and my legs can reach where your own cannot reach. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. God is faithful. Hallelujah. When we trust God, we have everything to gain and nothing to lose. We have everything to gain trusting him. We have nothing to lose trusting him. Hallelujah. Second Timothy. There's something that the Apostle Paul said that just thrills my heart. And that is indeed... The anchor point of trust. Hallelujah. I'll just backtrack a little, but my emphasis 
is actually verse 12 of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. But I'll backtrack a little. It said from verse 8, it said, Do not blush or be ashamed then to testify to and for our Lord, nor of me a prisoner for his sake, but with me. Take your share of the suffering to which the preaching of the gospel may expose you and do it in the power of God. For it is he who delivered and saved us and called us with a calling in itself holy and leading to holiness to a life of consecration, a vocation of holiness. He did it not because of anything of merit that we have done, but because of and to further his own purpose and grace or merited favor, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began eternal ages ago. It is that purpose and grace which he now has made known and has fully disclosed and made real to us through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who annulled death and made it of no effect and brought life and immortality, immunity from eternal death to light through the gospel. For the proclaiming of this gospel, I was appointed a herald, preacher, and an apostle, special messenger, and a teacher of the Gentiles. Now verse 12. And this is why I am suffering as I do. Still, I am not ashamed. For I know, perceive, have knowledge of, and am acquainted with him whom I have believed, adhered to, and trusted in, and relied on. And I am positively persuaded that he is able to guard and keep that which has been entrusted to me, and which I have committed to him until that day. Hallelujah. He says, and this is why I am suffering as I do. Still, I am not ashamed for I know. I know. I perceive. I have knowledge of. I am acquainted with. With this God. The one I have believed in. I know him. I am acquainted with him. I have knowledge of him. I know the person within the personality of God. And that is why I say trust thrives on knowledge. You cannot trust a person you do not know. So the more we know this God, the more we are able to trust him. Knowing him beyond what we read in the Bible, beyond what other people say of him, knowing him for ourselves, going deep into the personality of God, Understanding his nature, understanding his character, understanding why he behaves the way he behaves, why he does things the way he does his things, why he is who he says he is, or why he is God. The things that make him God. And this is one thing that we desire to achieve in this great ministry. To bring the body of believers that God will bring unto us to have knowledge and experiential knowledge of God. To know God for yourself. To have an experience of him. To know him for who he is. To understand his person. Understand his character. Understand his nature. Then when he speaks to you, you don't struggle to believe. 
then you are able to trust him without struggle. That you know that even when things are not working like Habakkuk says, even when the fruits are not coming out from the vine, even when everything around you seems to be dry, you do not give up. You still have confidence in this God knowing that he will not let you down. Amen. Until you get to know God in this manner, you cannot trust him. That is why you see even in marriage, as the years go on, the trust, the bond gets stronger. Why? Because you are getting to know yourselves better. You are trusting yourselves more and more. And the more you trust, the more bonded you become. And that is how it is with God. The more we trust him, the more bonded we become with him. We no longer struggle to obey him. We no longer struggle to do his bidding. Why? Because a relationship has been built and we have come to trust him. We have known him so well that we can stand for him at any place, at any given time, in any given situation. You are ready to suffer or risk anything for him. Why? Because you know that you know that you know that you know that this God who has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, will indeed never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. It is a call that God is giving us this, in this month, in this Easter season. Even as we celebrate again the gift of God, it is a call that God is giving unto all of us. Draw close to me. Get to know me. Because I want you to trust me enough with your life. A few days ago, I was telling my daughter that I lived in a place and for six years I stayed in a house and I had no lock on the house and I would travel and come back two weeks, the kitchen it was a self container but the kitchen was outside and the kitchen also had no lock, anytime I wanted to put a lock on it I just didn't have the relief to do and I didn't understand it and I said ah, could this be God and that was a time that God was preparing me to go for the missions. And I now, I said, ah, but God, anytime I want to put a, a lock on this door, I never got a release to do it. So when I'm traveling, I'm going out anywhere, I just close the door like this and I, I'm gone. And everything is there, the, the wonderful things I had, great riches, they were inside that room. Amen. And I will go travel and come back, I will go out and come back all around me, burglary, you know, thefts all around me going on. But it never one day came near me. And one day I got from my house and I said, God, this thing is not normal. If I tell anybody this thing, they won't understand. He said, I want you to know that you can trust me. I want to prove to you that I can take care of you. It's not your effort. It's not what you do. Amen. Amen. And that was what happened. And so that built my confidence in God that no matter what situation I face, I just know I will come out. I don't think of the end. I don't think of it as the end. No. I don't see myself not coming out of any contrary situation. No. When I find myself in any contrary situation, I see myself coming out of it. That is all. That is all. I don't think that this is the end. Oh, so this is the end. No, I don't think of such things. I don't. Hallelujah. Why? Because I know that I know that the God in whom I have believed is not yet finished with me. I have not done what he has brought me on earth to do. 
And until his purpose is, because you see, the purpose of God can never be defeated. Never. His plans can never be aborted by any man or any force. And so if you have entrusted your life to this God, he has a purpose for your life. That purpose cannot be defeated. And so the enemy cannot cut short your life until you have fulfilled his purpose. So he will do everything he has to do to keep you, to make sure that you live out his purpose. And that was why before time, before time for Jesus to be crucified, any time they planned to take him, the Bible says, and he walking through the midst of them went his own way. It was not yet time, so they couldn't arrest him. They couldn't kill him. But when it was time, he willingly laid down his life. Nobody took it from him. Hallelujah. Because he knew it was not yet time. And so he had a confidence in the midst of all the plots and all the schemes, he knew that he could not be killed before his time. Hallelujah. So if you want to really have this wonderful relationship with God, you have to make up your mind that you have to know this God better. You have to know this God better. You have to seek to know him. You have to understand who he is and how he thinks and how he operates and what his character is. How this God, how does he deal with his people? How do you know that a person is trustworthy? God has done everything that he has to do to do to show us that he's trustworthy. There is nothing new that he should do. He has done everything. But how do you know that this God is trustworthy, dependable? Number one, anyone who is trustworthy will be a person of his word. God's word. The integrity of his word is a proof to us that God is trustworthy. He says it and does it. God does not say anything to please you when he does not mean it. And so a man of God says, he says what he means and he means what he says. God is a man of his word. The Bible makes us to understand that he has magnified his, his word above all his names. And Jesus said several times, he said, heaven and earth will pass away, but not one jot not one dot, not one full stop in the word of God, we go unfulfilled. God is a man of his word. He upholds his word. He honors his word. There is integrity in God's word. It shows to us that he is trustworthy. He said as long as you wake up and you see the sun rise and the night comes at his own time. He said, no, that, that is how sure you should be that my covenant with you is still intact. He said, I will not break my covenant with you, nor alter the things that have gone forth from my mouth. If I have spoken them, then they are as good as done. Hallelujah. So what is it that the Lord has spoken to you? What issues of your life have you committed to this God? I want you to be rest assured that they are as good as done. Sarah received strength to conceive because she judged him faithful who had promised. In every situation of your life, judge him faithful. Understand that this God is committed to you much more than you are committed to him. 
He's committed to you. And his commitment to you is not based on your own ability to be committed to him. No. His commitment to you is based on the love that he has for you. Hallelujah. That is why God cannot be moved. Because his relationship with us is based on love. And when there is love and there's no trust, then love begins to suffer. That is why he wants us to trust him. Because he loves us so much. And he's committed to our welfare. He's committed to our lives. He's committed to our destinies. Praise the name of the Lord. How do you know when a person is trustworthy? His word. Has God spoken and has failed before? Has he said anything that he has not done before? If his word has been so proven, then know that you can trust your life with this God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do you know a person is trustworthy? The quality of his love. The quality of his love. The person is always ready to give out to you. He's always looking for what else to add to your life that will make it more comfortable and sweeter. He is not really after what he will get out of you. But the quality of his love compels him to make sure that he creates a conducive atmosphere around you. God has proven his love to us in a very, very unusual way by giving his only son to die for us. There is no greater proof of God's love for us than Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So if he has given his son and has not withheld his son from us, how will he not with him also give us all things? Hallelujah. You can dare to trust him. You can dare to trust him. It is the quality of the love that now determines the degree of sacrifice. Hallelujah. God is trustworthy. Finally, I want to read from Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I'm going to read just verse 10. The Lord is good. Philippians 3 and verse 10. He says, this is Apostle Paul talking. He says, for my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Remember I told you that trust is intimacy? Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And that I may, in that same way, come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death in the hope. 
in the hope that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Now look at what Paul says. He says, my earnest desire, my purpose, my continuous focus, my determination is to know this God. And look at how the knowing God is described. He said that I may progressively, continually, daily, adding, progressively, become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. There is an interaction. To be acquainted with a person in an intimate manner means that you are interacting with a person. You are rubbing minds. You are sharing fellowship. You are getting to know one another. You are seeing into each other. Hallelujah. You have put yourself on the table for God and God has also put himself on the table for you. You are exchanging, you know, words. You are talking, you are sharing ideas. You are rubbing minds. You are talking, expressing affection. You are relating he said, I want to progressively become acquainted and more intimately acquainted with this God. I want to know him to such a degree where I understand who he is and why he is the way he is. I want to know him to such a point where I can absolutely trust him, where I can stand anywhere, open my mouth wide and you know, stand for him and speak for him without fear, without any form of doubt that is the way God wants us to know him I want to encourage all of us here this morning that we should aspire to so know this God to so know him that thick or thin rain or shine no matter what the devil whispers in your ears you can tell the devil to go to hell hallelujah so know this God. Be so acquainted with this your God. Get intimate with him. So that your trust level in him will be high. And then he would be at liberty to operate in your life in the way he wants to really operate in your life. There are many areas of our lives where we have hindered God. We have limited him because we do not trust him enough with those areas of our lives. Hallelujah. When we do not trust God, we limit him. But where there is trust, then God is free to operate and to move in our lives and in our affairs without hindrance. And when that situation happens, then the devil is eternally put to shame in our lives and in our affairs. The God you don't know, how can you present him to your world? What you are saying about your God, don't you know that the world will want to see it in you? So give time to God's word. Fellowship with his spirit. As you attend to his word, you are discovering God more and more. His personality is unfolding more and more as you fellowship in his word. As you fellowship with the spirit of God, he begins to reveal the mind of God, the thoughts of God to you. He says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. 
Neither has it entered the thoughts of man what God has reserved for those who love him. He said, but they are revealed to us by the spirit of God because there is no one that knows the thoughts and the heart of a man save the spirit within that man. And because he is the spirit of God, he knows the thoughts of God. He knows the mind of God. He knows the heart of God concerning us. And so he takes from that and he reveals it to us. Hallelujah. I want you to know that you are in for a great time with this God. You are about to start experiencing God in a way you never thought possible. Just open up to this God. Sit down with him. Trust him absolutely and see God begin to do wonders in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to rise on our feet at this moment and begin to talk to God, expressing gratitude for the love that he has shown and demonstrated for us. Tell him how much you appreciate that which he has done. Give him glory, give him glory and thank him for the degree of love that he has shown to you for how much God has expressed his love for you in your affairs fighting your battles for you making sure that you do not suffer shame making sure that he is there for you when a, a, a need stares you in the face when shame is looking at you in the face God comes in and lifts you out of that shame he takes you out of that reproach and he crowns your life with honor and dignity oh give him praise this morning and magnify his name Thank him so much this morning for his love, his love, his unconditional love for us. Oh, Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we have given thanks. Now, I want you to focus on an area of your life, any issue of your life that you know deep down. You have been saying, Lord, I trust you, Lord, I believe you, but deep down you know you have not fully trusted him with that area. Now, I want you to tell him, like Apostle Paul did. He said, I know in whom I have believed. And I am fully persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him unto that day. I want you to look at that aspect of your life, that area of your life. And tell him, Lord, I trust you absolutely with this area. Whatever need you have in your life, whatever area, whatever challenge you are facing... That it seems as if you are not getting, making a headway, you are not getting a solution to it. I want you to know that if you will express your total trust in him this morning, you will see God show up for you. You will see God show up for you. I want you to tell him this morning, Lord, I trust you with this area. I trust you with this need. I trust you concerning this health challenge. I trust you concerning this issue. I trust you concerning that issue. Express to God and tell him, oh yes, Lord, I have confidence in you. I am fully persuaded about your love for me. I have confidence in you. I trust you, oh God. Oh, ha, ha. Yeah, this morning, Lord, I trust you absolutely with my finances. I trust you with my marriage. I trust you about the issue of my of having my own children. I trust you, Lord, about everything that has to do with me. I trust you about my work, my ministry, my family. I trust you concerning my children. Express your trust in the Lord this morning. Tell him you have confidence in him this morning. Tell him you know that he can sort out the issues for you this morning. Lord, 
Lekere galababababo sandaya nalaba. Radaya nalabababo shandalababa. Yendere kapasendele bodeni anda. Oh, masuza nama lekarabanes. Lendele bo sandaya nalaba. Oh, marada sandaya balaba. Oh, if only you can trust him, you will see him show up for you. If only you can trust him, he will show up for you. If only you can trust him. Oh, masandala bababo sandaya. Letere bababo sene. He said, Behold, I am the Lord God. Is there anything too hard for me to do? God is asking you that question this morning. Is there anything that is too hard for God to do? If he has given you life, can't he give you a job? If he has given you life, can't he bless you with your finances? If he has given you life, can't he give you what to eat and what to wear? If he has caused you to be married, can he not give you children? If he has given you life, can he not heal you from that sickness, from that disease? Jehovah Lord, I trust you. For I know in whom I have believed. And I am fully persuaded that you are able to keep that which I have committed unto your hands. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my destiny. I trust you concerning the issues of my life. I know you will not fail me. Because it is not in your character to fail. It is not in your nature to fail. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will not be ashamed in life. You will not be ashamed in life. You will not be disappointed in life. In the name of Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. Amen. Let's give God a big hand. Glory to God. Please have your seats for a moment. We bless the Lord for his word. Very thorough word of God. I I desire that you get copies of the teaching to listen to over and over again. Our relationship with God has trust as its major stabilizing factor. If it is not there, we are just playing religion. Our one will trust him will not be moved. Praise God. I wouldn't want to preach that thing again. I just want to say that one point was raised, which is very crucial. Your trust in God and for God has to do directly with your knowledge of him. And that's it. The more you know God, the better you trust in him. So seek to know him. Tell someone, seek to know the Lord. Jesus told Martha, he said, one thing is needful. 
And that one Mary has taken, no one can take it from her. The God you know is the one you can trust. So seek to know this God. Praise the Lord. I have my notes here that I can go over and over and, and see whether I have the CD or not. I, I have sufficient notes here. But some of you are allergic to writing. So since it is not in your constitution to write and um, your party does not believe in writing, you go for the CD. Amen. It doesn't matter how smart your brain is. After a short while, you forget what you heard. So learn to put things down. I was ministering in a church in Nigeria the very first night. We had an all night. I had to teach twice. So I told the pastor after the first teaching, I said, your people don't know how to record messages. So tell them to bring notebooks. So he carried his own notebook and read something from the notes and then told them they have to bring notebooks and pen. Don't come to church just like that. As if you are going to for one social meeting. Praise God. So from today, in case you've not been doing it, then uh, you must do it. By all means, put something down. By all means, put something down. Put it down. Uh, you can put it down in the language you understand so that you can go back and look at these things better. Amen. Dare to trust God. You won't, you won't lose when you trust him. Hallelujah. I want to thank every one of you for standing strong while I was away. I, I understand that you had some fantastic times and I have not had time to listen to the messages. I will so that I can also benefit from what is there. Um, the Lord bless you. Every act of faithfulness is rewarded by God. He will reward you. In the name of Jesus Christ. So don't forget we are meeting tomorrow. We've not been doing evangelism around here because we are not very sure of this area. That's the truth. We are not sure of this area. But I believe God that uh, I should be able to get a word for you tomorrow in the service. After here, I'll go to see the fellow who has been mediating. He told me on phone that uh, we have been given that place. Um, you know, he said he was he was he had been given the assurance and just to pick a letter or so. Uh, I'll go to him to find out. He was to have come to me in the night of yesterday, but he couldn't make it. So I'll go and find out. And then um, when we have a place that we can say it, that's where we worship. And then we'll be able to um, look at the areas and begin to evangelize and get as many so that God will give to us. Praise God. Um, I know it's going to be a bit far for some of you, but God will help you. Praise God. He will help you. He will surely help you. God will surely help you. I'm also praying that um, some of you will relocate. Uh, I better become a real estate agent so I can rent houses for all you guys who pay them, pay my commission. You didn't hear what I said. I'll be looking for houses for you. you pay the rent and pay me my commission for looking for... I have one sure candidate. There's one sure candidate I have in this place. 
that I'm going to look for house for. Very sure, I know. So, I, I know of one person, at least one. In fact, there are two. No. <laughs> no, I did male and female, there are still one. And then I know somebody. I'm very sure. So, uh, in fact, three. I'm looking for a house for you guys. So, it's well. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you please pick your offering? Let's give thanks to God for The trip to Nigeria was a huge success. God really visited us. And um, <laughs> now uh, some churches are coming together wanting me to come again. And we'll go. Praise God. And they have started asking me, when are you starting a branch of your church here in Nigeria? I don't know when. When this one, this branch is branched, then we can Think of yeah, <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Um, God said, "What we have joined together, let no man put us under." But when the work starts in Nigeria, it is uh, Mrs. Uh, Laughter I will send her um, as, as the apostle, <laughs> apostle to Nigeria. Praise God. And then you'll be going to visit your wife on a monthly basis. So, God will help you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, people here who are going to Liberia, they, they will go very soon. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the seed we have in our hands. Thank you for the rain that is coming upon it. Thank you for the multiplication we see in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. So don't forget to tune in. How many of you have been tuning to the, uh, the radio program? Most of you are behaving like uh, how many? Who has been listening to it? Are you sure? In fact, tomorrow I'm going to find out the number of people who have been listening so that we'll 